0: Real people, real opinions, real talk radio, the multi award winning Niall Boylan Show.
1: Classic
0: hits. Another part of the another industry that has suffered badly. We talked about we mentioned the fact as well that pubs have been closed now nearly a year, the wet pubs have been closed nearly a year. But aviation, spare a thought for them, by the way. I know many of you are missing the fact that you can't go on holidays. But look what's behind that. All the people who work in the aviation industry are all out of a job since essentially last year because we've seen already in Dublin Airport, for example, traffic is down by 95 to 97%. Not only aviation, by the way. When you look at the the jobs that are supported by the aviation industry and they contribute 17 billion annually to our national GDP. So you've got to look at all the different parts or sectors that are affected by that when they all get back up and running again of course you've got the restaurants the hotels the bars uh, the tourism in general the bus drivers that bring people to and from all these tourist hotspots they're all affected by the fact that we don't fly people in and out of the country anymore and of course now of course we've got more legislation for mandatory quarantining which is going to make it more difficult for people to come to Ireland and their argument is they're not being given a roadmap; they've been given no road to recovery no nothing just like people I suppose in entertainment as well they would argue the same situation but to get a bit more more information on the Recover Irish Aviation is Nick Gammon, who's the first officer with a major Irish airline and founding member of Recover Irish Aviation. He joins me on the line. Good afternoon to you, Nick.
1: Good afternoon, now. Thanks very much for having me on.
0: OK, your argument is, Nick, like every other industry, you've been affected very badly. It's a big industry, by the way, that supports a lot of other industries in this country. But your argument is that there's no plan.
1: Yeah, Now we at the moment, unfortunately, in Ireland are finding ourselves being a complete outlier in the fact that we are not providing a plan that allows for a safe and meaningful return to travel, uh, we are finding ourselves in a situation whereby other countries, uh, such as the UK, with whom we, you know, obviously share an open border, uh, are looking at getting flying again from the 17th of May. Whilst essentially in Ireland, we're just looking on from the sidelines.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and I suppose, yeah, you are looking at other countries which are allowing travel to different countries that they consider to be safe, for example, or internal flights as well, obviously, in bigger countries, which keeps the aviation industry going, say, for example, in the United States. But here in Ireland, it seems to be nothing at all. <laughs> We're just not allowing anything. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's absolutely devastating. You know, as you mentioned earlier on. Uh, 95 to 90% decline in traffic. Uh, we are an island nation, which is, so it's remarkable that we're seeing the biggest decline in Europe. Um, and what we feel at Recover Irish Aviation is that the, at, at, the, at the heart, essentially Ireland is at the heart of Europe. And we should be at the forefront of this, looking for ways in which we can meaningfully reconnect with the rest of Europe and the world as a whole.
0: See when you say a plan like the government can't turn around tomorrow and say listen Nick and all your guys you're back in work again as I'm from next Friday fly in and out off you go you can't do that because there's a lot of things to think about when it comes to this I about mean, organising you know about booking the flights setting up these holiday destinations and then you've got the planes physically the planes themselves now you're a first officer and this is something that I've been thinking about during the week when I when I saw your original petition by the way which by the way can I point out I signed um, when I saw your petition online the planes that are on the ground currently at the moment all over the world these planes that are sitting there idle like your car would when you go on holidays and you come back and it doesn't start properly what, what is the downside of having planes sitting on the ground
1: well firstly I, I want to thank you on behalf of all of us for signing that petition and sharing it on Twitter and it's one of the things that we would love all of your listeners to do is to get onto our website at recoveririshaviation.ie and take a look because no matter what your stance is on this, and I know that you recently uh, uh, took a poll out there, Niall, where 88% of people were in favor of restrictions easing. Whether you're of that camp or of another camp, our petition is going to speak to you. It's very, very broad, and it's absolutely uh, looking for a safe and meaningful return to travel. However, to answer the other question you asked there about uh, airplanes on the ground, airplanes, pilot, crew, we're all cogs in a very big machine. And that machine has essentially been switched off for the last twelve months, and what uh, you know, a lot of you might not realize is that it takes a serious amount of effort to get airplanes flying again, to get crews flying again. For example, uh, as a pilot, you know we need to fly, uh, do take, uh, three takeoff or landings in a ninety day period. Uh, with, the, with the current levels of 95 to 97% of decline in travel, a lot of us aren't getting those levels of, of flying. Um, and we are, you know, we're going to need things like simulator training, uh, the aeroplanes need to be brought out of storage and it takes time because
0: all of this... And, and, and of I, I get that because even when I go away on holidays, Nick, now I know I don't have the kind of controls in front of me that you would have in controls of you and I'm not responsible for 300 people's lives behind me either. Uh, but even when I go back from holidays, I'm always a little bit dubious about which button I press. You gotta, You almost forget when you're enjoying yourself for two or three weeks and you're off on holidays. So I'm assuming some of the guys might get out of practice. I'm not saying that they do. They, they should remember everything forever. But you know, you do need to get to, to stay in practice. I suppose?
1: Well, you know, uh, a lot of, uh, we, we're a very uh, safe business in general. I, I think that a lot of as, as pilots uh, and as crew, uh, we, we're very dedicated to keeping our currency and maintaining that. And so a lot of the things that a lot of the airlines have been doing is making sure that crews do stay on top of things. But so that looks, needn't be a worry. You know, we, we're running lots of recurrent training webinars and things like that for our staff. The, the you know, it, there's, there's lots of different ways, but the main, the main thing is that it doesn't, it's going to take a long time to get things back and running to where they were previously. And what about and physically
0: what the, the planes? I mean, the planes themselves sitting on the ground that haven't, do they start their engines? I see a lot of them in Dublin Airport, there, for example, just parked. Okay, do they start their engines up every day to keep them running, or will they all have to be serviced as soon as we get back on the road again? What, what happens um, then?
1: Yeah, so there's essentially a recurrent maintenance schedule that all of the aircraft will be undergoing to make sure that they are safe and in efficient working order. They're visited regularly by engineers. They will be moved around. Engines will be started and things like that. Um, So, you know, you needn't worry they're not sort of just sat there doing absolutely nothing. There is still a lot of work going on behind the scenes. And the most important thing here is that whilst we aren't flying and whilst those aircraft are being made sit on the ground, It is very important that the airlines who are responsible for those aircraft are getting some level of support because while the tickets might not be, you know, they, while people might not be traveling, uh, there's still a lot of work to be done in the background Mm -hmm. to make sure that we are here to help the recovery when it comes. And for that, we're going to need a plan.
0: There's been trillions at this stage, probably lost to the aviation industry around the world over the last 12 months. I mean, is there a danger that Aer Lingus, Ryanair, all the other airlines that we're all familiar with in this country, I mean, is there a danger that these companies could literally collapse if they don't get the support that's needed?
1: Well, you know, let's just have a look at what those airlines are doing. You know, we've already seen two of the major Irish airlines begin moving its assets out of this country into the likes of Belfast and Manchester. You know, I don't understand how this is being allowed to happen with absolutely no plan. These airlines are putting their assets where they can make money in in a situation where maybe the political environment is friendlier towards aviation you know we are looking at a situation now that without support and by the way you know, we look to europe you know germany has given 12 and a half billion euro in supports to its airlines 9 billion of it went to lufthansa the uk has given almost 4 billion france 7 billion so it's a very real threat how, how much have we given we have given nothing absolutely meaningful. There has been a, there was an 80 million support uh, for airports, but for the airline, in terms of meaningful support, we have seen nothing.
0: And the staff themselves, you know, the I, I know what you mentioned there's one hundred and fifty forty three thousand jobs affected. Now they're not directly related to aviation, but they're reflected in tourism and all and hospitality, everything else that are affected directly by the, the money that comes in that's contributed by aviation. But it, it, the staff themselves, the, the cabin crew, the pilots, uh, the people on the ground, on the desks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, how are they being supported? Are they on pup payments? Are they on subsidies? How are they being a, a supported at the moment?
1: So now we've seen a a, a range of different scenarios that that, that staff are finding themselves in. Some of our, you will note that last week, uh, we've seen staff in Shannon being laid off. You know, there's been no transatlantic flights in Shannon now since last April. So some some people are relying on the PUP. Yes.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Other staff are seeing declines in their income of 50 to 70%. Some of them have lost their jobs entirely. Um, You know, the one thing that, Yes, we do have wage supports, but every country in Europe has wage supports now. We're looking for meaningful support so that the connectivity that we have built for Ireland, which is vital to its economy over the last 10 years, isn't lost.
0: And how long more do you think this can go How long more do you think the aviation industry can survive, you know, this 95% decrease in business? How long more do you think it can survive that? (laughs) Well,
1: it's very, you know, I don't, I'm not. Uh, the, uh, sort of one of the airline management who would know the answer to this question definitely. But what I will say is how long do we realistically think that we can shut down an industry like this? We lost last summer. We're already now in a position this year where we're looking at potentially losing another summer, whilst other airlines in Europe are being allowed to start up and plan and make money off bookings that are, are coming in as a result of that plan. So for us, we, we desperately need engagement. Uh, at a a government level and at an EU level to build a plan that is safe and that is uh, measured. We want this plan to be based on clearly defined public health triggers or milestones uh, so that it is reasonable. That enables us to get back flying and we don't find ourselves in a situation such as the one you just outlined now.
0: In, in relation to Stephen Donnelly's latest quarantine, this is the mandatory hotel quarantine uh, from certain countries, and obviously they asking people to quarantine for two weeks, no matter what country you happen to be coming from. Um, this uh, obviously will discourage people from coming in or going out of Ireland at the moment. Do you think um, it is? Ex- do you think it's acceptable at this stage to bring in that legislation?
1: You know, and I. Um we, we, it's, at Recover Irish Aviation, we're supportive of all public health measures as long as they're reasonable. And the, the, the one behind mandatory hotel quarantine is a little confusing to me in the sense that we have an open border and ports with another jurisdiction, which is wide open. And we have 30,000 vehicle movements across that border a day. In addition to that, we're already testing all of our passengers arriving into the state. They have to arrive with a, ne- with a negative COVID-19 test. If somebody arrives without that, then perhaps something along those lines, mm-hmm. you know, could be seen as a solution. My question about it is, is this is a temporary solution to a temporary problem. You know, we add the fear over uh, the transmission and things like that of the disease wanes, you know, and vaccinations come online. The question is, is, once this is brought in, how easily will we be able to get rid of it?
0: Okay, so there doesn't seem to be a sunset clause in that legislation, by the way. I don't know, maybe there is, maybe somebody will correct me on that, but there doesn't seem to be a sunset clause in that legislation whereby it will be removed again. Uh, So I don't know whether it will always remain there, which is going to be a hindrance for the the aviation industry. But in in relation to what you said, yes, of course, people can go to Belfast and fly out of Belfast if they want to. Uh, They can go to Belfast and travel to the UK and fly out of there as well if they want to. So you believe there's a hole in the plan?
1: What we believe is that the... The the, the lack of a plan in Ireland is going to lead to the loss of connectivity because, as I said, airlines will move their assets to places where it's easier for them to make money from. And, you know, we have spent the last 10 years building up very strong links with the likes of North America and with Europe. We are an economy at the very heart of Europe. And, you know, we will find ourselves losing that connectivity on a very permanent basis if we do not look at producing a sufficient plan such as the one that we have seen in the United Kingdom.
0: Alright well look thank you very much indeed Nick, I appreciate you coming on the air today. By the way if you wanted to sign that petition if you go to my Twitter account you will see that I put a link up there on Twitter last night I think, I, maybe I'll get Ashley to do it again it's back up there again. Okay if you go to my Twitter account Nile Boylan thank you me. will see it there, the Nile Boylan show as well. Listen Nick thank you very much indeed I appreciate you coming on the air. Uh, there you go Nick Gavin